Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Today I'm going to start with a reading from Daniel chapter 7, verse 14. Daniel chapter 7, verse 14. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. So that's Daniel chapter 7, verse 14, and my topic today is the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. Daniel wrote this prophecy uh, between the years of 556 and 539 B.C. while Israel was still held in captivity in Babylon. He predicted that one day all people, not just Israel, all nations, not just Israel, and all language, not just their language, would serve the Lord. And his kingdom would never pass away. It would never be destroyed. So there was hope for Israel, who was captive. There was an expectation of freedom, and there was an expectation that God's kingdom, whatever that looked like, would never end. Fast forward to A.D. 29. Israel, again, was under captivity. It was serving Rome as their ruler. The Roman Empire spread its rule throughout Europe, North Africa, and the Middle East. It was a progressive empire. Rome advanced civilization in their methods around architect, government, science, and technology. Roman engineers built lasting roads, resulting in an increase in trade and military movement throughout the empire. They also perfected the use of concrete, building lasting structures, such as aqueducts that improved water systems. Pretty amazing kingdom, the Roman Empire. Are they ruling today? We no longer hear about the Roman Empire only in history books or in our Bible. They were an oppressive government. They wanted to eliminate any threat, whether perceived or true threat, to overthrow their government. And, of course, the people of God, the children of Israel, longed for the day when God would truly rescue them as prophesied and restore their kingdom. Sure enough, God was working. His kingdom was coming. Only it would look differently than what the children of Israel had imagined. Preparing the way for God's kingdom, John the Baptist had a message for the people of Israel. And he preached, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven was imminent. The kingdom of heaven could arrive at any moment. Now, John was a different guy. He was living in the desert. His lifestyle was different. He wore camel's hair. He ate wild honey and bugs, and he preached from the wilderness. So not the type of person you'd expect to see announcing that the kingdom of heaven was coming, but preached he did. And out of curiosity and desire for something more, people came to hear John the Baptist. They wanted the hope that they believed and held on to year after year, hoping that the kingdom of God would come and their liberty would finally be near. At last, God's kingdom was coming. John's preaching was like drinking a glass of cool water in the hot, dry place. They've been waiting and waiting. The kingdom is near. The kingdom is near. 
God is going to deliver you. You're going to have liberty. God's kingdom is going to reign forever, and it will never be destroyed. They were just waiting, and they were waiting, and they were waiting. So here's John's message. Something stirred inside the people's hearts and minds. Like, can this really be the day? Is it really happening? What do I need to do? What's it going to look like? Is it going to look like when Deborah was the judge and J.L. Haber's wife nailed the enemy's head to the ground? I want to be a part of that. (laughs) Is it going to look like Gideon when God delivered our people with trumpets and pitchers and torches clanging together? Is that what it's going to look like? Is it going to look like when Jehoshaphat went against the enemy with the tribe of Judah leading everybody and all they did was praise What's it going to look like for the kingdom of God to come? They didn't care, really. They just wanted it to come. They just wanted it to come. So they listened to John. They listened to him preach. Repent. Everyone repent. You repent, and you repent, and you repent. Everyone needs to repent to prepare yourself for the kingdom of God. He was talking to the religious leaders, to the priests, to the fishermen, to the tax collectors, the soldiers. Everyone needed to get ready for the kingdom of God. How are they going to get ready? Why do they need to repent? Great question. What else did he preach? I haven't heard about this a whole lot as I was studying. In Luke chapter 3, he talked about how to prepare yourself for the kingdom of God. He said repent. He baptized them as a mark of their repentance. And then he started talking about the fruits of repentance. Or what I thought about was common sense. Get your house in order. Ordinary people, if you have abundance, share with someone else. If you got food and someone doesn't, share your food. If you got extra clothes, share your extra clothes. Tax collectors, stop cheating. Stop taking more money than what you're supposed to. Soldiers, stop being bullies. Don't don't be intimidating or falsely accusing people. Stop stealing. The kingdom of God is at hand. Get your house in order. That's probably not what they were expecting to hear. When we're thinking about the kingdom of God coming and ruling and reigning, we think of armies. We think of God taking over and wiping out our enemies. But that's not the message that John was preaching. He said, get your house in order. Get ready. His message was kind of like, you know, the prophet Micah when he said things like, what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before him? character? That's how we're preparing for the kingdom of God? Is this how it's going to work? That's what he preached. The kingdom of heaven was arriving, and John baptized Jesus. And Jesus came. He didn't have to be baptized, but he did for our example. He was God. He didn't have to fast 40 days, but he did for our example. As God, he didn't need to pray, but he did. And then he preached. And what did the kingdom of God preach? What did Jesus preach? He preached the gospel. And one of his first messages in Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovering of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Well, that sounded amazing. Broken hearts healed, freedom from prison Setting the oppressed free, open up blinded eyes. That sounds like the kingdom of God was in town. This sounds like heaven on earth. Sign me up. So Jesus preached that. And throughout the Gospels, 
we can read more of his preaching. The, the, the gospel specifically said he preached the kingdom of God. And not in just one city. He went to multiple cities to fulfill his purpose. So what is the kingdom of God? Jesus tells us what it's like. It's like a tiny mustard seed that becomes a large garden plant and becomes a tree. It's like a woman hiding measures of flour until it's leavened and wet, ready to eat. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, and a man sells everything that he has just to purchase that field to find the treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant finding a pearl of great price and selling everything for that one pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like a net. It gathers fish, like fish, from every kind. What else did Jesus preach? He said, pray that the kingdom of God would come. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God was to those who are poor in spirit. The kingdom of God is to those who are are persecuted. The kingdom of God is for those who are righteous. The kingdom of God are for those who do his will. And then he told us how to get into the kingdom. You want to be into the kingdom? We're still trying to figure out what the kingdom is. (laughs) But this is how you're going to get into it. Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, 3. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So here we had John preaching repent. We had John preaching, get your house in order so the kingdom of God can come. It's here. It's so close. And then Jesus is saying, you got to be born again. And then two verses later, he says, you got to be born of water and of spirit or you can't even enter the kingdom of God. If you're not born again, you could see the kingdom of God from the outside. But if you want to be on the inside, you got to be born again. Another thing Jesus said, go ahead. God is good. You got to be born again. Another thing Jesus taught about the kingdom was the keys of the kingdom. And he told Peter, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it because I have given you the keys of the kingdom. So we get to be born into the kingdom. We get to have the keys of the kingdom and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. In fact, he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Like that's a lot of information. There's so much that goes into the kingdom of God. What does it really mean? Jesus taught for three years his disciples followed him, and they were just waiting and waiting and waiting for the kingdom of God to come, for Israel to be restored, for them to rule again and not be ruled. Just waiting. And they saw Jesus teach. They saw him preach. They saw him do miracles. They saw him feed 5,000. They saw him open up blinded eyes. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him heal the lame. They saw him deliver from demons. And they're just waiting, just waiting. Surely it's coming. He's doing all these amazing things. Surely the kingdom of God is coming. And then Jesus died. But wait, he rose again. And he revealed himself to his people. And again, they're waiting, okay, okay. We thought it was over. He died. He's back. When's the kingdom coming? When's the kingdom coming? And just before Jesus ascended into heaven, you know the story. They're waiting. It's like, Lord, are you going to do it now? Are you going to do it now? Are you going to do it now? Are we going to be free now? Are we going to overcome Rome now? And he's like, it's not for you to know yet. Not yet. But let me tell you what I want you to do. 
I want you to go and preach the kingdom. I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. I want you to go and preach repentance and remissions of sins. And I want you to feed my lambs and to tend my sheep. I want you to receive the power that I have given you to go into all the world, to every nation, to every creature, until the earth is filled. Beyond Israel, because the kingdom of God is for all people. It's for all nations. It's for all tongues. Amen? So what is it? What's the kingdom of God? It's wrapped up in a beautiful package, and there's so much inside. But what I want to tell you about today is where Paul says in Romans, the kingdom of God, it's righteousness, it's peace, it's joy in the Holy Ghost. What? The kingdom of God? It's not an army? Not yet. Not yet. Now, there's going to be an army. The kingdom of God is on earth, and the kingdom of God is in heaven. But while you're on earth, you get to experience the kingdom of God. And let's just talk about heaven for a minute. I can't wait to get there. I cannot wait to go and be with the King of kings and the Lord of lords forever and ever and ever. Amen? Where the scripture says that every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more death. There will be no more shame, no more anger, no more drama. That's the kingdom of God forever, right? Amen? And we can't wait to go there. But right here and right now, there's a kingdom of God. And Paul said, it's not meat, it's not drink. And what he was saying, it's not rules. It's not an outward work. The kingdom of God is on the inside. When you get it on the inside, it'll show on the outside. When you get righteousness on the inside, and you can have it because it's for you, it's going to show on the outside. When you get peace on the inside, and you can have it because it's for you, it's going to show on the outside. When you get joy on the inside, and you can have it because it's for you, it's going to show on the outside. The kingdom of God is for us, and we can live in the kingdom of God right here on this earth. All we got to do, all we got to do is obey the gospel. If you haven't yet, it's for you today. Go ahead. Get baptized. Get the Holy Ghost. Live for God. Choose to live for God today. But it doesn't end there because there's so many of us still, myself included, we're obtaining, we're reaching, we're seeking it. Remember I said the kingdom of God is like, it's a pearl of great price. I've got to find it. I've got to seek it. There's some days I feel like I have it, and there's some moments I'm like, ugh, where's my peace? I got to go find it. I can't sleep until I find it. Where's the righteousness? I got to walk through that door or shut that door. No righteousness there. I've got to find it. Let me be a little practical. More practical. It's 2023 in Kansas City, Missouri. We are blessed. We live in a democratic nation for now. We have freedom to worship. We can work and provide for our families. We can organize, or we have organizations and government supports for people who can't provide for themselves. We have savings accounts and investments. We've got technology that connects us to places near and far. 
In the winter, we have heat. In the summer, we have air, praise God, and food in abundance. You can have all the junk food you want right here in the United States. Or you can have all the sugar-free, delicious, yummy dates you want right here in the United States. We are blessed. We are blessed. Our kids go to free public schools or if we have funds for private or home schools. We have cars in our driveway or we have public transportation. We can go to church from the pew or we can stay in bed. And our church is a multicultural church. This is, this is 2023. This is 2023. But what about the kingdom of God? What else do we need? We can pull up our phones and we look at the news and we see our world is flooded with trouble. We find ourselves in a society that doesn't retain God in their knowledge. People are convinced that wrong is right and right is wrong. We're fighting over ideologies and we're fighting the feelings of others. It's ruining our days. It's ruining us. If we look at the news, we see wars and genocides and natural disasters and unrighteous activists. Our world needs the kingdom of God. Our world needs to know that they can live in the kingdom of God. We're blessed. Do we need the kingdom of God? We need the kingdom of God. Let me be more practical. Three years ago, I am preparing for, some of you don't know, I'm a high school principal. I'm preparing for this new school year, and I get a visit on a Friday, and my boss says, hey, school starts in eight days with our students. Um, We need you to come over to the high school to be the principal. Yeah, speechless. Because I'm preparing for my school year. I've got it already. I've got my vision set. I'm excited to meet my students. I'm excited to meet my staff at the alternative school. It's going to be a great year. We're going to turn things around. We're going to move forward. I was speechless. And then I said, well, you mean like next year, like the following year, you want me to prepare? (laughs) No, we need you in eight days. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to pray about this. I have to pray about this. And she said, this is what she said. What we need is someone who's calm, and we need someone to build trust, and we need someone to just maintain. It's like, I'm going to have to pray about this. I'm going to need to know, is this the will of God for me? I'm going to need, to, I'm going to need peace. It was righteous. Running a high school, it's a righteous thing to do, but I'm going to need peace, and I'm going to need joy. And I can't maintain that's not in my DNA. If I'm going to lead a building, we're going to move the building, and I just can't maintain. So I'm going to need to pray about this. So that's what I told her. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to my mentors. And I, that's exactly what I did. Because I've obeyed the gospel, because I'm in relationship with Jesus, because I pray, literally, guys, if you guys know me, almost about everything, everything. Um, what should I wear on Sunday, Lord? Just teasing. It's not that bad. <laughs> It's not that bad except for today. (laughs) But I have to pray about everything because I want the kingdom of God. I want the will of God. I want to walk in righteousness. I want the peace of God. I want joy. I want joy. When I'm talking about righteousness, I'm talking about being virtuous. 
And I can be because God said I can be because that's the kingdom of God. And I want peace with God and peace in my mind and peace with my neighbors and peace with my enemies. And I can have it because God's word says that I can have it and I can have joy. I needed that in my life. So I prayed about it. I talked to a bishop and some other mentors, and, and we, we weighed the pros and the cons. And, and he said, okay, we're going to pray that God will give you peace and an excitement. It's like, okay, let's do this. That was Friday night. Nothing. I didn't have any peace on Friday night because I knew when you're a high school principal with 1,200 kids and over 100 staff, and you work with all these humans, that's so exciting and challenging and troubling and exhausting and wonderful. (laughs) So no peace on Saturday. (laughs) No joy. (laughs) But I I kept praying about it again on Saturday. So I woke up Sunday morning. Before I could say, good morning, Lord, I had a song in my spirit. I had a scripture in my heart. And I had a confidence that God was going to go with me to be the high school principal at Grandview High School. Amen? Amen. And I share that example with you because I I want you to see how real it is. And he was with me. I knew we were going to have trouble. You don't get assigned to a high school eight days before school starts and there not be issues. That's just unreal. And so I knew there were going to be issues, but I needed God to go with me. And there were issues that year. But I would go back to that verse. I would go back to that song. I would go back to that word that God gave me that day. And I leaned on it. And we took that building and we moved it forward. In fact, they're telling me that what we did that first year, most administrators don't do in 10 years. So we had the favor of God and God met with us there. The kingdom of God righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I want to share another example with you, another practical example. I'm in the doctor's office four years ago with a loved one. And we get the news that this cruel disease has attacked her body, and there is no cure. It's like, okay, God, I'm running to you because I'm living in the kingdom of God. I want righteousness. I want peace. I want joy in this situation. So, God, I'm asking you to heal. I'm asking you to do a miracle. But if you don't, if you don't, God, I still trust you. Was it righteous? Yes. Did I get peace? I did because I ran to him. I gave it to him. I was feeling overwhelmed and discouraged and so disappointed. But he gave me peace. And because I trusted him for every step of the way. And when I tell you every step of the way, over the last four years, we just see, we see declines in this, in this disease. And it's, it's such, it's so cruel. I'm like, okay, God, it's overwhelming. So I go back to God. I go back. God, I want your peace. I'm relying on you. I'm trusting you. I want your joy. I, this, it feels so uncomfortable, God. I'm, I'm more of a caregiver, more than I would ever imagined. But thank you for letting me do it, God. Thank you for letting me do this that feels so uncomfortable. Thank you for letting me help in this way that I don't know what's going to happen next. But I trust you because I'm in the kingdom of God. I've got righteousness. I've got peace. I've got joy in the Holy Ghost. And I lean on that every day. And you can lean on that every day. You can have it in your life. It is the will of God. The kingdom of God has come. Righteousness, peace, and joy has come today.
It's in this place. So let's go back. I'm, I'm the principal. We're having a great time for two years. We're moving to school. And then there's a shift. What? I'm going to go into missions. I'm leaving my building. But we're making so much progress. I'm going to go away. Okay, God, if that's your will for me, I receive it because I want to walk in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The high school is going to be okay. I won't be okay if I stay and God doesn't want me there. But wherever God wants me, it's going to be amazing. What? Who's going to help my family member, God? What does that look like? I don't know. But I trust you. And boy, guys, do I have testimonies. I have testimony after testimony after testimony because I lean on Jesus. I lean into the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is for us today. When I'm wrong, it sets me straight. Because I walk through this door, oh, that's not righteous. Back up. Back up. Go through another door. When I go to this door, oh, there's no peace there. I don't want to go there. Back up. Go find your peace. Every single day in every situation when you're right, when things are, everything is going well, you can be in the kingdom of God. When everything is going wrong, you can be in the kingdom of God. And let me tell you something. If you're a Christian and you're trying to tell someone else about Jesus and you don't have the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, they're going to know. <laughs> they're going to know. Are you real? Is this real? Is the kingdom of God real? Is it in your life? Are you walking in righteousness? Because you can. Are you living in peace with your neighbors whose dog comes to your yard and makes a mess? He'll help you. He'll help you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we're, we're celebrating all nations uh, Sunday today. But, I'm, I'm, but I want to just encourage us. If, you, if you're not in the kingdom of God, get in the kingdom of God. If you're already in the kingdom of, of God, grow. We're not going to reach our world without it. You can't love your neighbor who looks different than you if you're not walking in the kingdom of God. Our world, our society demands you take side. It demands that you live in strife and in rage and in hate. It demands, you know, that you uh, pick a side and you can't love someone who's different. But when you're in the kingdom of God, you absolutely can. And the kingdom of God will shine through you. Let's go ahead and stand today. I want to read a scripture from 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all suppressing power is from God and not from us. So walking in righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Ghost, that does not come natural. Or does it come natural to anyone? Righteousness, peace, joy. It doesn't come natural for me, but I got to seek after it. It's more important than the $70 million uh, lottery that's out there right now. It's more important than having the latest shoes or the best game. I've got to seek it. I've got to find it. But I can't do it on my own. I need God. I can't have peace from God without him giving it to me. In, my, in the middle of my storm, in the middle of the darkness, I can have peace. So scripture tells us it's not from us, it's from God. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Life is going to happen. And thankfully we've got heaven to look forward to. But we can have heaven here on this earth when life happens. 
We're not crushed. We're not perplexed. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but our confidence can be in Jesus. He said it. If we couldn't have it, it wouldn't be in scripture. It's for you. Everyone say it's for me. Righteousness, say it. Peace, say it. Joy, say it. It's mine. It's mine. It's for me today. It's for me today. It continues to say that we may be persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Christ so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. What is the kingdom of God? It's Jesus living inside of us. It's me and you reflecting him to our world, starting with our families and the places that we most frequent. The opportunities that come our way every single day. Take the kingdom of God with you. It's not just for Sunday. It's not just for CR. It's not just for Bible study. When you walk into a room, I'll tell you it's happened to me. People will sense peace. When you walk into the room, they'll sense there's something different about you. Do you want it? It's for you. Don't settle for anything less. Let God heal you so that you're completely whole. Life is going to happen, but I'm going to walk in righteousness, and I'm going to give it away. Life is going to happen, but I'm going to walk in peace, and I'm going to give it away. Life is going to happen, but I'm going to walk in joy. I'm going to give it away. And if you don't have it today, seek for it like the pearl of great price. Don't stop asking God for help. You can be delivered from depression and oppression. You don't have to live in mental, unhealthy ways. God is here for you to walk, to live, to experience the kingdom of God. If you want to experience it today, I'm inviting you to come up to the front. We're going to pray with you. And God is going to touch you today. Seek after it. He loves you. It's for you. God, I thank you today for the kingdom of God. I thank you for righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I thank you, God, that it's for every moment of my life, Sunday through Sunday, God, 24 hours a day. We need you, God, to heal us on the inside. Let us see ourselves as you see us, God. Help us to be whole, to receive righteousness to receive peace, to receive joy, God. It's not just for us to read about, Lord, but help us to receive what you have for us today. Jesus, we need you in this place. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.